Welcome to Zach and Steve Have a Podcast. I'm Zach. I'm Steven. This is episode 21 of our podcast. Crazy. Just crazy. And if you noticed, I have updated all of our podcasts. Yeah, there's a new like symbol or there's what, a what new you, logo. logo. That's yeah, what you call new it. symbol. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can call it a symbol. You call it whatever um, you want. Yeah, call it whatever you want. It's yeah, fancy now. It is. And then you changed all the names and titles of all the I didn't change every single name, but a lot of the names. I thought it'd be more helpful if you knew what we were talking about instead of us just having a good time. Yeah. <laughs> we we got into the rhythm of naming the podcast. Movie quotes. Movie quotes at first because we thought it was funny. Yeah. But then it's like nobody knows what we're talking about within the podcast. So we decided to change it. Yeah. To something that would because, actually be helpful. Because if people actually listen. And I think yeah. at the beginning we just figured no we one's figured gonna listen. We figured nobody was gonna listen to So this. we could just do whatever we wanted. Like we'd have a few teens that now listen. Now there's to like it. responsibility. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, yeah. It's so weird. It's so weird. So we I n- went back and I numbered every one of the podcasts. Yeah. That's uh, so there's consistency with that. And then I also kind of renamed them, put the new logo on. It was just, you know, just a just to be helpful. So anyway. Speaking I, of be helpful. Be helpful. How's your B problem? My B problem. Well, the, the problem is I still haven't. I, I'm waiting for some stuff to come in to some, take some stuff. Some stuff. You got some I, special I, I, sauce coming. Yeah, or what? There, there is. So what happened is the bee, the the beehive <laughs> that was in my backyard <laughs> that you blew out. You blew out the the bees. Yeah, got rid of the bees. Um, that was easy. Yeah, that was easy. That was the can and go boom situation. <laughs> the The issue that I'm having now is the other one is right have, alongside you have another the ho- hole. Yeah, there's a hole next to the house. So your your yard is pretty much just infested with bees. Two of them. So actually, next door, Andrew, my neighbor, I think had three or four. Wow. Underground beehives. Um, I have. Did he two. blow them up? He. He he just he did what you're supposed he, to do. He gassed. Is, them. He just gassed them, and that was it. <laughs> I I roasted them. I I wanted to teach them a lesson. Yeah. I wanted to teach future generations of yellow jackets <laughs> that this is not the house that you come to mess with. Um, so that one's done. But so now that we have one that's like right alongside the side of the house, and then so Sarah and I both agree that pouring gasoline. <laughs> <laughs> on the side of our house is not something we want to do. Even and then though, lighting it probably would, would also not be. No, wise. no, that's terrifying. Yeah, absolutely. Ter- I wouldn't light it. I would definitely not like that one. But I, I'm not going to mess with gasoline on the side of my house. So the Orkin man was here at the church. Okay. Because we, I guess that's who we use for, for, uh, for bug extermination. For pest removal. And so Sarah said, hey, I, we have this issue at our house. What would you recommend? And so I'm waiting for this powder to come in ah. that he said, he said to Sarah, he's like, now nah, listen, you're going to take this powder. It comes in like this bottle. It's like a squeezable bottle with like this little, like, I don't know what, what it is at the top, but you insert it into the hole and you squeeze it a few times and it blows this powder down there. And he said it kills the whole hive. Nice. Like, so you have a plan. There's a plan. But he said to me, <laughs> he, or he said to Sarah, he's like, but you can't be nervous. He said, they pick up on that and then they swarm. He said, so you have to go in confident. 
that nothing is That's going. That's not a thing. That is a thing, apparently. He's the, he's the expert. So these bees sense fear. Bees sense fear, apparently, <laughs> especially especially wasps and hornets. They they really can key in. Well, on if, if a hornet, if a, a warn it, that's, warn a, that's, it. A, that's a wasp and a hornet I went together. A warn. I got. I'm gonna warn it you about no, what's going I, on. There. I went to hickory. I was a hickory warnet. So hornetage. If a hornet's running after me, I'm scared automatically. Yeah, so this, uh, terrifying. So that's why he's attacking me. Yeah. So if a hornet's coming, if I just stand there and like give it this this stare of, oh, you're of supposed disapproval, to do, you're supposed to do the thing like you saw in Jurassic World, where it's just like you put the hand out, <laughs> like, put what, it out in front of you, and what, you're with like, oh, when the raptors are coming after, yeah, oh, that's good. Then oh, it's going to attack did, me. Did you watch the other two movies? They were awful. I, I watched Jurassic World, and then I was like, I'll watch. Fallen Kingdom or whatever it is, I never watched it. And then Dominion came out, and they had the, the old characters in it. It was awful. And I'm like, oh, I'll watch it. And I never watched it. I have no plan. They look terrible. And like I see in the trailer, like everybody's doing the hand thing. <laughs> and I'm like, they weren't. He trained the Raptors in the first movie to respond to that, and they barely responded to it. Now all of a sudden, it's like it works. They have the force or something. <laughs> He's, he's like using the force to force them back. It's like, all right, all right. This is dumb now. So, so you're bees. So bees. you're going to attack this hole like yes. with complete confidence. Confidence. That- I, I am known for my confidence. Okay. Um, I. <laughs> and if you know me at all, I have no confidence uh, in anything that I do. So you, I'm always nervous. So you can't tiptoe up to this I hole. Can't you just got to like sprint. Yeah, I, you have to say to the bees. You have to say. I own you. <laughs> and then, you are now mine. And then you put the special powdered sugar Welcome on Welcome to my world. Yeah, that would be hilarious if it was some sort of like placebo. Yeah. It's just, it, the only thing that kills them is, is like, your confidence. <laughs> it's your they're, attitude. They're so- <laughs> 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 It'd be funny, though. If there's like some sort of grand experiment going on behind the scenes where they're like, they send the real stuff to some people and then the, the placebo to other people. And it's like they're waiting for the Amazon reviews to come back. And it's like, that, well, I got stung. I ended up in the hospital. Oh, okay. Okay, so confidence is not the answer. They actually need the poison. So anyway, yeah. Uh, I, I, I need a. I need. A, I also have a question. I'm. I'm really good at talking right you, now. Kiss to say. I think I had a <laughs> mini stroke there when I started. A, to speak. You're doing good, buddy. Thank you. I appreciate that. So a couple things I need to to uh, follow up on. First of all, why yeah. are you blinking out of one eye crazily over there? <laughs> you know why? <laughs> this is weird. Okay, like, I have almost every time we do the podcast, I have a Red Bull. <laughs> a sugar-free Red Bull is my go-to beverage of choice. I only have one, at most, one a day. But uh, today, I'm I, this is the first time it's ever happened in all the years of me having this. I'm taking a sip, and out of the, the drinking hole at the top, I don't know what else you would call it, um, it, it, it popped out a little droplet and went right into my eye. My eye is hurt, like hurts really bad right now. I keep looking over to you, and you're like... I, have, well, I, also have, I also have contacts in, and that's not helpful. There's got to be some sort of chemical. My, con- that, my contact's going to be fused to my eye. Yeah. I'm going to have to have that surgically removed now. Next so, week, I'm going to come, and you're going to have, a, like, a third eye. 
<laughs> right, like a third eye. <laughs> Why would I need it? It's like <laughs> put one in the middle of my forehead? <laughs> no. Like all of a sudden, it just like multiplied. Yeah, like, whatever, oh, whatever talking about like whatever um, chemicals in the Red Bull there. Yeah, is like uh, you're talking radioactive. About like the, yeah, the radioactive chemicals, like on uh, what was that in The Simpsons? Like a long, long time ago, the the, the fish that had the third eye that they found in the river. <laughs> <laughs> Because the the power plant, the nuclear power plant, like lot all their drainage to go off into the local river. Anyway, <laughs> that's my that's my childhood. There you go. Yeah. Nice. So that's one question. One question. The second question is: All right, I had some people talk to me, and they said, "All right, Steve's response to those." To the fire beans. Yes, I had several people ask me. What? Like Steve was playing that up, right? Or was he actually could not put words together? I don't it, play up anything. And I was trying to explain to them, no. Whenever Steve, you had to eat like five levels of beans in a row. Yeah. Because you ate that Carolina Reaper yeah. to kind of, you know, show uh, your love to me. Because I, yes. ac- I accidentally yeah. ate it. Yeah, in the you second accidentally level. ate one, and in solidarity, I ate one. Yes. So you, what you did was you ate a sriracha to make sure that it was right first. Yeah, we got the baseline. Well, no, I, I missed that question, so I had to eat a sriracha, and then I later find out the sriracha is level one. Ah, it says it right on the side of the box. We didn't read the box. So j- jalapeno on, on the two. spinner, it goes jalapeno sriracha, yeah. but it says on the on the levels on the side it goes sriracha jalapeno. It makes no sense. No, that's dumb. But go ahead. But anyway, so yeah, so you ate the sriracha, mm-hmm. then you ate a Carolina Reaper, mm-hmm. and then you ate level three, four. I ate I ate the cayenne. <laughs> yeah, which you're like the I, mean, I, I eat cayenne all the time. It was you know? it was spicy though. But it was really spicy. Like when you're, you're just when you're just mainlining some cayenne pepper, <laughs> like yeah, it's really spicy. Like you don't just take the the, the cayenne pepper shaker at home and like I'm just gonna eat some red pepper right now. Like you know like the stuff you put on pasta. And then the habanero. The habanero was very spicy. And then you ate another reaper. So you're yeah. over there. You were laying on the ground. You had water squirting out of every orifice that you. No, had on your face. I did not <laughs> on my face. Yes. <laughs> yeah. You had, you couldn't, but the thing was, you couldn't put words together. No. And you could not speak. No, that and was someone legitimate. Was, someone was saying that, hey, that Steve's just playing that up. No, to I be was funny. not. I was like, no, he, he was, I in, was, in, I he was in, in a bad shape. I was, Zach and I have done several spicy challenges. Yes. Several over the, over the years. And I usually handle things. But what, what, I, I will always give my honest reaction to something, uh, and that's like, you know, if you ask any one of my friends, you're going to get the most honest reaction from me in any situation. <laughs> I don't play things up. I'm very... Whenever you started waving your yeah, hands. I, I was literally waving my hands. <laughs> like, I, I don't know what came over me. Like, Kermit, I was a full-on Kermit <laughs> the Frog mode. Like, yeah! You know, like when he does that and his hands are, like, waving. We really need to turn this into a... a a video podcast, <laughs> but yeah, no, I was in legit pain doing yeah. that. That hurt. Like, I mean, it was like, I, it was bad. It was bad. Like, like I hate that feeling when your throat is just coated. Yeah. And <laughs> I, it, my ears were burning. <laughs> that was horrible. So yeah. no, I was, and my son asked, he is, I came home one day. You came. Oh, finally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's been gone for days. <laughs> so I came home one day. Came home from work one day. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> so I came home from work one day, and Elliot meets me at the top of the steps from because uh, I come in the basement, and he goes, he goes, guys, Dad's home. No. He's home. <laughs> no, he goes, is Steve okay? 
I'm like, what do you mean? He was like, I just listened to the podcast. Is Steve okay? Aww. And I was like, yeah, he is, but he was in pretty bad shape there for a while. Yeah, it was. That was honestly that was bad. But by the time we went to lunch, I was okay. Yeah, we went to. Yeah, where did we go for lunch that day? Uh, that was not Arby's. We, yeah, you were like, yeah, let's go to Arby's, and it was good. Uh, I enjoy. I, I enjoy a good. It was Arby. there or some place with spicy chicken? And guess and what? We, I didn't yeah. think it'd probably be good for you. No, today's spicy chicken day. Oh, okay. Today's spicy chicken day. <laughs> spicy. Um, yeah, I'm okay now. You're, you're I'm better. Okay. Now. I'm okay. I'm okay. <laughs> anyway. So yeah, yeah, everything is fine. But you're all like a- anybody ever. I mean, if you if you're going to ask something of me, I'm going to give you always my most honest reaction. Yeah. Like that's okay uh, to a you fault, right, Zach? Yeah, you, like, don't, you, you don't have to play it up. No, there's, there's, I, I have a habit of playing things up sometimes. You do sometimes. Sometimes, not with the spicy things though. I think the, the, the sometimes spi- sometimes you get annoyed with me that I don't play things up because you're <laughs> like, well, they want they want to see your reaction. And I'm like, well, it's not. I mean, it's not my actual reaction. Yeah. So what do we do? We did that. It was during COVID, and we did that spicy hot sauce challenge thing where oh, we yeah, were yeah. playing war yeah. on Zoom, and they weren't spicy at all. One, were, one was kind of spicy. The one was kind of spicy, but none of them were that spicy. I don't do spicy and, well. And but. You don't, but still, even afterwards, you were like, yeah, that wasn't spicy. I played it up more. Yeah, you the, played it up big time. Because yeah. I'm taking it, and I'm like, Zach, this isn't that bad. You're like, oh, yeah, it is. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I'm dying over here. Yeah. <laughs> and afterwards, you're like, I'm like, are you okay? And you're like, yeah, I'm fine. <laughs> But then we did do the the hot the hot chocolate was the hot the, that was legit response. It was, a, it was a it was a white chocolate bar with with flakes of with actual ghost not ghost pepper. It was uh, um, Carolina Reaper like mixed into the chocolate, and it was me, you, and Tage. Yeah, and you and Tage like had a. Uh, I don't. I, I must have gotten a piece. Like my third of it must not have had that much Reaper in it. It was very hot because you guys like had full on meltdowns. I felt it, but I wasn't like I was not in pain like you guys were, um, and and you could see that if you watch the video on our YouTube channel, it's still up. Yeah, like that's you're always I'm always gonna give an honest reaction, sometimes to a fault because people are like, <laughs> "Isn't this nice?" And I'm like, "That's what." Okay, <laughs> talk about a little bit about me and how awful I am. But so wait, I've, this yeah. is this thought that immediately went through my head. Your kids come with a portrait that they drew and they say, hey, dad, what does this look like? It's and you easy. say, guys, uh, uh, yeah. you need some work. Well, no. Okay. So there, all right. <laughs> I know how to temper that Oh, okay. it, it's with my kids. I don't want to destroy their hearts. Other people's kids. Yeah. Ah, yeah. <laughs> does this look nice? It's okay. <laughs> you did okay. <laughs> I don't want you to like. I want you to try harder next time. <laughs> but funny. no, like that's why it's, um, surprises and stuff don't work well with me. No, I I hate surprises for that fact because I know that if somebody gives me something and I don't like it, um, you, you know immediately because I'm like, oh, <laughs> nice. <laughs> I'm terrible. I have no idea. I think we just need to jump into our our topic, our Q and A series, <laughs> which is heavy. Yeah. So we go heavy. straight from a uh, hip hop duck, hip hop dancing duck, Zach, to heaven and hell. That's 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 the uh, intro I so have. So I'm gonna that's I'm gonna segue. I'm gonna step out of the room. Yeah. And you go ahead. <laughs> and you no. I mean, so, this is yeah. We do these Q and A series a lot. In Probably the 
biggest question we have goes with with heaven and hell. I mean, a lot of people eternity, have questions eternity about eternity in general. As, yeah. or as far as you know, because I mean, that's obviously the, the big question. Is there's the what's the greatest fear outside of public speaking? Public speaking is the number one fear. Yeah. For all people. Yeah. The number two fear for all people, typically, that we're talking about in general, is death. Yeah. So people would rather die <laughs> than speak in, than speak in public. <laughs> Our profession is yeah. speaking in public. And I felt like I wanted to die a few times. Yeah. Speaking well, I mean, when I first started off, for sure. Before we get into it, do you have any good stories about speaking in public and, and death? <laughs> like, <laughs> I wish I could crawl into a hole kind yeah. of thing. Well, the first time I spoke, it was either the first or second time I spoke in front of the teens. We were up here. This was years and years ago. I remember the the series that we were doing. It was mm-hmm. ca- it was called Big, Big. And was this with Matt? It was Big Ten, yes. And it was it was big. I think it had to do. It was like a playoff of the the college football conference, the Big Ten. And it, and it, it was I called. That was a playoff the Tom Hanks movie. I don't even know what you're talking about. Yeah, you don't. Oh, the movie Big. The movie Big. I, I was thinking Big Ten. I'm like, he made a Big Ten movie. I'm it sure was like he Ohio did. State playing. I'm sure Penn he played State or like. Something. I'm sure he played football know, or something. Bear Bryant, whoever. <laughs> the SEC. Never mind. We're, we're, just, we're just gonna let that go. <laughs> who was then, the coach of anyway, Ohio State? Woody um, Hayes. So the series was called Big, and the 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 number ten was inside it. It had to do with the Ten Commandments. Oh, okay. Okay. There so you go. we were talking about the Ten Commandments, and so I came upstairs. It was. We did our, we didn't do Sunday mornings at the time. We did Sunday nights. Yeah. And upstairs, it was in the middle of the summer, and I was filling in for Matt one day, and it was so hot. Up here. Up here in our teen loft. Upper. Up, up here in our teen loft. Upper. And I get up, and I start speaking, and I'm nervous as can be, and I'm like, you know, jittery and, and talking and, and just all this energy running through my body, okay? It's really hot. And I'm getting to the end of what I'm talking about, and all I feel is the the room start to collapse on me. My vision starts to go black. Oh, you're like having a panic attack. And I and I literally stop what I'm saying is I say, sorry, guys, I need to go. And I get up off the stage and I walk and I go downstairs and I lay down and, and I like passed out. Like really? literally like went, my mind went black. Zachy. And I'm laying down there thinking, I just left the stage. And I, I thought I was going to, if I stayed up there any longer, I was going to pass out yeah. and, and, and just fall out of the chair I was sitting in her. Yeah. I can't remember if I was standing or what yeah. was going on. And I felt so dumb. Um, thankfully, and we had a, another leader there and she got up and she was like, okay. And she kind of finished what I was talking about. <laughs> and then they, a couple of people came down and like, are you okay? What's going on? And I'm like, yeah, like I, I passed out. Yeah. The room went black and, and just from the heat and the nerves and just the first time I'm doing it. So that was the first time I did. Wow. Like in, up here in the teen loft. That was it, your it, first time. It, it was the first or second time, but it, it was it was yeah, like public speaking is no joke. It um yeah, I was in the same boat. Honestly, for like the first six months of me being the worship leader for teen ministry, I got sick every single Sunday. Like I was sick to my stomach. Yeah, and I had a hard time getting up in front of people. I had a hard time just talking in front of people. And when I had to speak without a guitar in my hand, it was way worse. It was like it was your like what you're talking about that 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 anxiety attack level. Uh, well, I mean, I would literally have an anxiety attack up in front of everybody. And the very first time I remember speaking in front of the teens, Matt gave me an opportunity. 
Um, it was for a D now weekend. Oh yeah. And he's like, this is your topic. You handle it. And, and meanwhile, I, everything started off rough for that night because number one, um, I had to speak. So I'm prepping for that. Number two, uh, Sarah and I arrived a half hour late because, um, Matt told us one time. Uh Oh, and it was a different time and it was a different time. So we showed up on what we thought was on time and we see all the cars outside. We're like, why is every, like, are we late? Late. When we walk upstairs and we get these glares, glares from people. It's it was like, probably me. I, I remember that D now weekend. Do you remember it? Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> I don't remember a glare from you. We were not, I don't think we were friends at that point. No. I remember you speaking that weekend. Oh, it was bad. I think I remember that. Oh yeah. It was really <laughs> bad. I remember getting up. And everything going like basically like you know the tunnel vision of yeah. a panic attack that yeah. you end up with, and I remember all I remember is barely getting through my notes and saying I'm sorry, over and over <laughs> and over again. <laughs> like, I am so sorry. I am so sorry. I'm so sorry. And Matt's like, stop saying you're sorry. <laughs> So, because I was so nervous, it was yeah. awful. But I mean, obviously, over time, this become it's become second nature for us. Yeah, we don't even think about getting up in front right. of people no. anymore. Um, but you just have to just, do it. It's, but yeah, anyway, it, it, so that's number one. One of those things that you can't overcome. <laughs> Death is not something no. you can overcome, <laughs> which is, is well, crazy to me. That it, it's in a the way, two fear. In a way, you can't overcome it. But oh, thank you, Zach. It, I, I know that. <laughs> Well, in a way, you can. <laughs> have I have I told you about a man named Jesus? Yeah. Like, yeah, we, I know I where this we is talking going. About I knew this something. is where that was going. Yeah. We're going to talk about it a little bit today, Stevie. <laughs> so last week, we had a whole block of questions that had to deal with reading our Bible. Mm-hmm. And the questions we... It was great. Have, yeah. It you guys really had good. great questions. Great. So this week is a little heavier hey. and a little bit, um, I wouldn't say controversial, but... Polarizing. Polarizing, Yeah. So questions that people have. So how do we want to do this? Do I want to read them all and we talk yeah, about them or just uh, go one at a time? That's um well I got five questions. Let's here. read them all and then we'll come back and read them one at a time. Okay. So these are the questions that you have about heaven and hell. Question number one Do good people who don't know God go to hell? Hmm. Okay. Question two If someone of strong faith gets depressed and commits suicide, will they go to heaven? Hmm. These are hard questions. Very difficult. Very hard questions. Number three, will other religions go to heaven? Mm-hmm. Number four, will I know my family when I die? Mm-hmm. And number five, why do people who do not have the chance to know God not go to heaven? Whew. Well, these are tough questions. And that's, Very good questions. That's the podcast. <laughs> um, great questions, guys. No, these are, these are, these are hard... Um, some of this stuff is hard to face because yeah. uh, when it comes to death, we always, I mean, we want the best possible outcome. We want the hope of heaven, which God gives us freely. I mean, that's, I mean, obviously through his, his grace that we are given um, salvation and can be in his presence for eternity because of his son. I mean, so there, obviously we all want to go to heaven, but there is the other side of it, which is let's let's talk about hell here for a second, yeah. Because uh, I think it's one of those things that can get skipped over a lot of times, <clears throat> and there's so many different views on it uh, right. today. I, and I would say you and I are are both 
because we we talked about this a little bit before. And We've had conversations about this over yeah. the years a lot of times. Yeah, I mean, we are both in the camp of there is there is going to be a time and place of eternal separation from God. Right. Um, that is know. that is what hell is. Yeah, hell is a place where God does not exist. Yeah. There, so there's no hope. Yep. There's no future. Yes. It's just eternal separation from the one who gives us everything that is good. Right. We live in a creation now where we can see God in, in everything. because yeah, the Holy Spirit is active and working right. in each and every through, one of us. Through the physical creation, through people, through love, um, through all the stuff that we see, we can see God working through it. Now think of a place where God does not exist. There's no, there's no hope. There's no hope. There's no love. There's no future. There's no nothing. Yeah. Eternal separation from God. And Jesus... You know, it says a lot about the a place where there'll be you know weeping and gnashing of teeth. Yes, it's crying. And, it's it's it's. And you know, I, obviously, that can conjure up a lot of different imagery. Um, you know, and I think some of the imagery that 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 people get f- for hell are 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 not biblical models of it, um, because I mean, obviously, <laughs> whether people realize it or not, there was a there was a big influence by Dante's Inferno. I think Dante. Yeah. I don't know when that was written. A long, long time ago, um, which gave like this uh, kind of uh, not abstract, but more of a uh, trying to make it as realistic as possible. But you know, the goal is not to scare you into liking the alternative. Yeah, which I think was for a long time. It's the realization that God loves you and cares about you and wants to spend eternity with you, and so. We accept his son, and he then his son transforms our lives, and we have a better way of living in this world, and then we have the best in the next. Right. So instead of focusing on, oh my goodness, this is going to be awful, why don't we focus on, well, let's have the best now and forever. Right. <laughs> I think that's the best way to look at eternity. Uh-huh. Um, I think there's the passages that deal with what hell will look like. Mm-hmm. You think about... Revelation, where they talk about throwing um, the unbelievers and, and the and the serpent, right, and, and the 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 beast into the lake of fire, yeah. the burning sulfur, right. And there's also a passage where Jesus is talking about the rich man Lazarus, and I got it up here. Mm-hmm. It is in Luke chapter nine or sixteen, starting in verse nineteen, and I'll read it here because I think it's. It's Jesus' most direct teaching about someone who is in heaven and someone who is in hell. And he's kind of making a—it's talking about a rich man and someone who is a poor beggar. And the poor person gets to spend eternity in heaven, and the mm. rich person is, is down in hell, and, and, and that dynamic here. So let's read it. Sorry, verse 19 says, There was a rich man who was dressed in purple and fine linen and lived in luxury every day. At his gate was— was laid a beggar named Lazarus, covered with sores, and longing to eat what fell from the rich man's table. This is a parable, by the way. This is not Lazarus that Jesus brings back from the dead. Correct. Yeah. Even the dogs came and licked his sores. So this guy, this beggar, he's the lowest of lows, Mm -hmm. right? The, The time came when the beggar died, and the angels carried him to Abraham's side. The rich man also died and was buried in Hades, which would be hell, where he was in torment. He looked up and saw Abraham far away with Lazarus by his side. So he called to him, Father Abraham, have pity on me and send Lazarus to dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue because I am in agony in this fire. 
But Abraham replied, Son, remember that in your lifetime you received your good things, while Lazarus received bad things. But now he is comforted here, and you are in agony. And besides all this, between us and you, a great chasm has been set in place, so that those who want to go from here to you cannot, nor can anyone cross over from there to us. He answered, Then I beg you, Father, send Lazarus to my family. So this is the rich man. He's saying, you know, the, this, this beggar who I passed every day along mm-hmm. the road, and I did nothing for him. Mm-hmm. Please send him to my family, for I have five brothers. Let him warn them so that they will not also come to this place of torment. Abraham replied, They have Moses and the prophets. Let them listen to them. No, Father Abraham, he said, but if someone from the dead goes to them, they will repent. He said to him, If they do not listen to Moses and the prophets, they will not be convinced even if someone rises from the dead. All right. So that's Jesus' parable about heaven and hell and yeah. and, and, and listening what, to God. Which is important right. to, to note because Jesus himself speaks of it. Right. Um, so there's no getting around the fact that there is a place. There is a place. There is a there is separation from God. He talk, they talk about this chasm here that's <clears> going to be created, and you can't get from one place to the other. And, and let's put it this way. I mean, and I mean, let's just make note of this too. It's not because God hates, or God cannot be in the presence of sin. Correct. And so, if sin is not atoned for, that means through salvation found in Jesus Christ. He can't be in its presence. Like, right. God cannot be in the presence of sin. Right. Um, and that's what Jesus was teaching there. You say, you know, if this is what Moses was telling you. And Moses got the law from God. He got the instructions on how they're to live and, and honor God, yeah. straight from God's mouth to Moses. And then the prophets came and warned the people when they weren't listening. This is later on, you know, hundreds of years after yep. Moses, thousands of years. And the prophets would come and tell the Israelite people, okay, you are not following God. You need to turn. You need to repent from the stuff that you're doing, mm-hmm. and you need to turn to him, or else you're going to be separated for eternity from God. Yeah. And so yep. this guy who had that, you know, he had he knew what Moses mm-hmm. said. He knew what the prophets said. He had wealth in this life, so he had the means to go out and figure this stuff out if he wanted to, but he didn't. Mm-hmm. He chose, you know, this beggar was there. He chose not even to help this person. You know, if yep. you have God inside of you and you understand... Now, as Christians, we understand what we're to do, and that's the, the, the amazing thing we've got through the, the Bible and, and seeing Christ live for us and, and Paul's teaching on how we're to live. We know we are to help the poor. Yeah. We know we are to help the people who are in need, right? That's what, that's what the fruit that you know, we have living for God looks like, is yes. to do God's will, Jesus' mm-hmm. will on this earth, and that's helping people who are less fortunate than us, you know, serving. This guy didn't do that. Yep. He didn't have that relationship with God. He is eternally separated, right? And so he wants heaven mm-hmm. now that he doesn't have it anymore, right? And he wants he, that, but he, he, he had the opportunity, the opportunity and through Moses it. and the prophets to understand what he was supposed to do, and he didn't follow, follow it. He didn't yeah. do it. And now he has to be separated because he had that chance. He did not take it, and he still has the sin on him. He still has stuff that has not been repented, and that cannot be in God's presence. Exactly. Right, so he is now in a place where there is God is not there anymore, and he and he is experiencing a life in a reality without God, and he's like, oh no, I don't want this. Mm-hmm. Okay, it, it, even if not for me, let my family know that this this really is a place. You know, this really happens, and he's very upset by this. Mm-hmm. And the response is no. 
they got the same chance you have. It's there willing and waiting for anybody to come into a place of repentance yep. and, and relationship with God. Yep. And if you don't, you are not going to be in God's presence because you have sin on you. And that yeah. and that can't be in the presence of God or it can't be wholly good there. Yeah. Right? Yep. And so that is the heart of the story. But th- what you can get about heaven and hell there is hell is a place. Mm-hmm. People exist there. There is rational thought. This person understands what's going yep. on. Yeah. It's and not, it talks yeah. about being burnt and, and flames and stuff, but but it's more just being out of God's presence. Exactly. Right? And that's that's and I the, think the fear is, oh, I'm gonna burn forever. Yeah. Right. But the the fear should be, oh, I have no hope of seeing God's goodness and love yeah, for it's eternity. Just, it's, yeah, it's it's empty. It's the hollowness of it all of without hope. But the thing is, here's the deal. Like God gives us the choice. It's not like he cho- he does not choose where you right. go, where you go. He might know what you are going to end up choosing, sure. but he's given you the option to either atone and reconcile, yeah, or to choose your own path. And uh, like he wants you to choose him. He has a he has a better plan for you than anything you could offer yourself. But then again, I mean, God's a good God, and if he just if he if he forced us into things, he would not be good. Right. So that's why we have this choice. But I mean, there's so many different schools of thought out there. But this is this is the biblical. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's Jesus straight from outlined, Jesus's mouth. This is straight from from God's mouth. Yeah. Jesus, the the word of God, like the word of God, living here on earth, giving it to man directly. There is no escaping that. So, I mean, there might be people out there, there might be theologians out there, or you know, people that call themselves theologians, um, that say it's, well, no good God, whatever. But because he's good, right? he can't be in the presence of that. So there is going to be, there's going to be eternal separation. And that's this is not fun to talk about, but it's no. the truth. Right. Um, and maybe sometimes it gets skipped over for that very reason. It's like, this is not... The, the the most exciting thing to talk about, but it's also it's a good thing to keep in the back of your mind. Like this is why we should he- shouldn't hesitate to show love to people and care for people that we don't right. that we wouldn't normally want to because not because um, oh my goodness they might no because they deserve to know who God is just like we do. We'll, right. we'll get into let's get into the questions. I think that would serve okay. us best. Well, what one can I have one more quick point because I. S- just off of what you said. Yeah, I, I almost skipped over something, but go ahead. Sometimes Christians think the best way to minister, to evangelize, is to talk, is to... Do you want to go to hell? Yes, I've seen... Okay, we yeah. talked about this a little bit on the podcast when we when we did our mission trip. We, we had spent all day serving mm-hmm. down in our local food pantry, yep. and so many people came t- and, and got food and learned about Jesus and saw Jesus' love through what people were doing. Yep. We left that place with our teens, and we're driving back to the church, and on the corner of, in our town was a guy that had a bullhorn and a sign, and it said, <sighs> repent, for or you are going to go to hell. Yeah. Right? No one was there. Not a person was there. Everybody was avoiding this message that this person was speaking. Truth. It is truth. That that is, but that is not how you but it's reach. It's not the truth people. in love. Right. You are to love because that is what draws people to who God is. It is the love that He has and the truth that you get to spend eternity with Him and in His love. Yep. What you need to understand is there is going to be one day a separation between yeah. God's love and no and, and existence without God. Mm-hmm. And that should be fearful to anyone. Yeah. Right, and that mm-hmm. is what you want to. 
That's why you need Christ to come in and to cleanse you of the sin you have in our life, because he's the only one that can. Yeah. And without that, there is no way to enter God's presence because you have to have that. Yeah, have to have you have that to be cleansing. clean, or else that His presence will no longer be perfect. Yeah, anymore. exactly, um, exactly. No, that's a good point to make. So, I mean, <clears throat> always keep that in your minds too. It's it's the spirit of grace and truth, is, is what it is. It's right. I mean, that's how Jesus met people. He showed them grace, but then he told them the truth of of what they needed to do. They needed to repent. Right. So. It's a long game sometimes, but we have to be gracious with those who don't agree necessarily with us. But yeah. anyway, a lot of these I think we can just touch on now. <clears throat> we kind of have a basis of where we're at with things. Yeah, go ahead. Do good people who don't know God go to hell? Yes. Yes. Unfortunately, That's yes. a sad thing to think about. Yeah. But uh, let's, talk about, let's talk about the philosophical question, what is good? Okay. All right. Um only God is good. Only God is good. And so we have to say this. There is objective good, and there is subjective good. Ooh. Objective good, yeah. Objective good is comes from a source. Subjective good is, is based on um, usually community values. Okay. Like, so if, if the overwhelming majority of people say it's good, then it's good. Right. But subjective. Is, yeah, so but that's subjective because it's based on on one one community, one market. So if uh, what we determine is good in, in American society, you go over to a place like, let's say, Russia or China, and they're going to say, that's bad. Yeah. Well, no, 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 that's not bad. It's good. And that's oh, there's going to be fighting. There's no objective truth. There's not an object of, of like that we could fix on and say it's good. The only objective good, the objective truth has to come from a creator, a maker. So in Christianity, we have God, the Father, um, Son, Holy Spirit, but like the, right. I mean, the, the author of existence right. and, and uh, all creation. He is our source of all good. If you look throughout the whole Bible, everything points to his good. So for us to say, hey, that person was a good person. Yeah. yeah. Jesus teaches us that when, when the <coughs> another rich man comes and says, what good thing must I do to get to heaven? Yep. What, what does Jesus say? He says, leave it all behind and <laughs> no, follow he, me. He's, well, he does. He's, he does say that eventually, but at first he says, well, what is good? Oh, that's, yeah. He, it, that's it's good, exactly he, what you were talking about. He does go the philosophical route, yes. Yeah. You know, what is good? <laughs> There's only one who is good. That's what he says. There's What is good? There's Thank only you, one who is... No, I'm just... I'm just oh. I, I hit my two weeks in a row, buddy. <laughs> hit my microphone again. And you hit your it pop filter. across the anyway. But you're right. That that was Jesus' response. Exactly what you said there. First, you have to realize what is good. Did you the, think I was quoting that at first, and then you realized that I'm a fool? <laughs> no, I think you were <laughs> quoting it. You just didn't go to the scripture. You just yeah. went to the you know. Yeah. The, the, it was very good. Yeah. Okay. But that's what yes, that, that's Jesus' response as well. There is only one who is good, yeah. and if you're if you're finding your goodness in your moral compass from what you see around you, this mm-hmm. world, you have to have God, like you said, that objective source. Mm-hmm. Because there's only one who is good. Yeah, there's only one that's good. And so when you say, do good people who don't know God go to hell, that's a terrible thought. You know, this it person is. lived a great life. He did all these good things. You mean he doesn't, he's not good yeah. enough to get into heaven? That's, yeah. I, 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 I want a yeah. God like that, you know? Yeah, but it's good based on our subjective view. And, and a lot of times, subjective good or subjective morality can align itself 
with objective morality. And so we could say, like, but but they did everything according. But no, they didn't. <laughs> they didn't, though. There was still the separation between them and God. They chose not to know God, which I think leads into another question, which is, what what was it about, like, people don't know God? Uh, why do people who do not have the chance to know God not go to heaven? And that's I think that kind of goes in line with this. And this is where we have to talk about the origin of sin and original sin and man's choice to separate himself from God. Yeah. So let's go back to the very beginning, Zach. Okay, let's do let's it. Let's go on the time machine, and now we're in Genesis. Ooh. And we're looking at ourselves, and uh, man makes the very first decision to man, man and woman make the very their very first decision to go against what God has told them to do, which was yeah. God said, don't eat of this tree, and they choose to eat of this tree. Yep. And so sin enters into the world, all right? And God, instead of uh, just, you know, instead of just annihilating them and starting all over with a brand new creation that will obey him, he's go- he says he's going to work with them, even yep. though, like, life is going to be much harder because he's not going to be... In, in their immediate presence as he was before, and the you, you know the the paradise that he had created had now been sullied. So um, what we have is man goes on from there, and they they go against God. God sends a flood. Is is the, the tower is after the flood, right? Or is that before the flood? Uh, that is after. I thought so. Okay, so God sends a flood, and so and then man gets back on board with God, and then you have centuries later, man decides, well, we're going to erect a monument, and we're going to like to be closer to God, and like basically to become gods ourselves. In, yep. in, in he that scrambles sense. everybody's language, and so he scrambles languages. He sends them off into different nations, and so there's different tongues, different nations, different beliefs, everything. All right, and that's where. This really all the problem. So it's to say, well, people didn't get a chance to know God, but this yeah. this is the and this is why it's so important for us who do know God to share what we know and also allow it to become a generational thing within our families, because uh, yeah, while there's people in this world who don't know who God is, it's sadly the sins of the father, their fathers, you know, their ancestors that led them to not be. Yeah, not to know that to not allow it to be part of their culture. So it's not that they haven't had a chance to know who he is. They did. Yeah, their forefathers rejected them, but yeah. God still says to us, "Hey, go out into the world, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit." So it's not even though like they might not they might not have had the chance. They did have the chance at one time, and that's why the job is so important and it's really dire that we get out there. And declare it because, because of their rejection at the beginning, in early times, the rejection of who God was and allowing him to be in their lives in that way, generations after it have paid for it. Yeah, and that's why um, we're still waiting for Christ to come, right? We There, there needs to be... Everyone needs to have the chance. And in Second Peter three nine, it says, "The Lord is not slow in keeping His promise, as some understand slowness. He is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance." Yep. He wants everyone to come to know who He is and, and to make that choice. And and another thing we can talk about a little bit is this idea of like general revelation through the creation. Mm-hmm. What what we see around us. Mm-hmm. 
we should be able to be led back to the Creator by what we have seen. And, and mm. Romans talks about this. Um, Romans one twenty it says, For since the creation of the world, God's invisible qualities, His eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen, being understood from what has been made, so that men are without excuse. Mm. We, we should see how the world operates, how creation works, how, how, yep. how a, a, a planet can sustain life. And, and, and there are scientists that, that just, their minds are blown how life could have come to be and how yeah. this, the, like all of the, the building blocks of life have to be so perfect. The, the, the you know, the, the amount of oxygen in the air, the, the, the amount of water, yeah, the temperature, you know, all of these yeah. things of, of our world around us have to be perfect in order for life to exist. Yeah. And it's mind boggling. It just be happenstance. Right. So looking around these things, you have to think, okay, this can't just happen. There has to be something that, that made all of this. And what, and what Paul is saying here is, you know, his eternal power and his divine nature, the way that he is, you know, the goodness that you see, the love has been made, has clearly seen being understood from what has been made so that men are without excuse. Mm Mm-hmm. Right, even if you've never heard the name Jesus before, you should be seeking the Creator. Right? Yeah, that's a good point. And, and, and God says, anyone who seeks Me, mm-hmm. He searches the whole earth for those who are seeking Him, and yeah. He will find them. Right? Exactly. And so, no one is without excuse, and especially, I mean, nowadays with the internet and and and, and access to everything, like we, there's, it's you're without excuse. Right? Exactly. And it's our responsibility yes. to explain to people, to show them Christ's love, mm-hmm. to to ex- to be that example that Christ was to us from the Scriptures, to be those examples to the people yep. in, in the world around us so that yeah. they will want to have this relationship. That's our responsibility, to love people, to tell people about the hope that we have. But everyone has that choice. Mm-hmm. God doesn't wish that anyone should perish. Everyone should come to repentance and have that relationship, but some yeah. people are not. Yep. Some people are going to actively make that choice not to follow God or just be, you know... Because they don't want to live care. by those rules. It's yeah, like rejecting just, the parent that's trying to take care of you. Yeah. Like, I don't want your rules and your stipulations. I want to live my life how I want to. Well, you know, there is a reason that we have a father that cares about us. Right. It's because he wants the best for us, not because he wants you to be, you know, uh, taken from what what man tells you is living life to the fullest. Right. It's really le- leading you to emptiness. And so um, I think some people, because the question, do good people go to, hev- go to heaven? I think like the maybe the secular idea of if you get to heaven is you have these eternal scales, and you yeah. weigh your good deeds compared to your bad deeds. And, yeah. when, and when you're done here on earth, if your good deeds you know, weigh more than your bad deeds, then congratulations, you've earned your, yeah. your way into heaven. It doesn't work that way at all. Yeah, it's, it, it's, it's our subjective mindset that says that because we're saying can good people go to hell and our answer is yes and you could ask the question too do bad people go to heaven and the answer is well sub- if they're subjective bad people like we say that they're bad but they've atoned for their sins before the eyes of god and, and, and made peace w- with god in that sense then yeah they're they're welcomed into eternity with the father because they have that doesn't mean there's not earthly consequence for their actions right. But even the worst of the worst can enter into paradise because right. they've they've atoned for their sins before before God. Even if you know, in the eyes of man, 
they should they should be there should be consequences and there should be punishment but right. like that's not how god works god's right. looking for the heart of man and that's why everything comes down to sometimes sometimes we just don't get to know we're not the ones that get to make the judgments and the determinations of this person gets to go to heaven this person doesn't we are not worthy of being judges why because we we're sinful. Right. <laughs> we're broken people. Like we're we're going. We're not. Obje- we we don't stand by truth objectively. We're going to stand by truth subjectively. How it serves us best first, because we're selfish, um, which is difficult sometimes. But there's not one person in this world that is without blemish enough to say you get to go, you don't get to go. Right. Only so, God. Only God. Yep. Only God. Which leads to another good question, which is, and I, I know this is probably heartbreaking for a lot of people, but you asked the question. The, the question was asked about people that take their own lives. Yeah. Um, can they uh, enter into into heaven? And I, I, I think we need to preface this one a little bit. Yeah, Let, I think and, this is the hardest question that we have here. Yeah. And so I want to answer it gently and with as much understanding as possible. Number one, anybody that is out there that has lost somebody this way, my, my heart absolutely breaks for you. Like I've, I think I'm sure almost all of us have experienced this in some way, shape or form within our families or within our friends. We've seen it. And it's so sad. And it's so tragic because it's the people that we care about. And sometimes they, they hide their hurt and they hide their brokenness. Um, and they bury it deep down and they, feel like the only way to get away from their hurts and their pains is by leaving this world. And um, it breaks my heart because it's, I I, I wish, you know, I I want to, you know, obviously like hindsight being what it is, you want to be able to enter into all those situations, be like, no, you are loved and you're cared for and let me help you through this. But some people don't seek help because they think they're just bothering people or they think that, you know, there's so many different reasons why people think that this is my only option. And, I'm, and we are not going to play psychiatrists or psychologists here at all. We're just going to look at this from a the perspective of how God loves us and God cares for us and God understands our hearts, which on the flip uh, – so on the flip side, if you are thinking yourself that I have no other option, I have no other recourse – like, I, I, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to live anymore. Please, 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 please talk to somebody. Please reach out to somebody. Talk to your parents. Talk to your, your pastor. Talk to somebody you respect and you know is going to care for you in this time um, because you, you know that even if you don't feel loved, you are loved. Somebody loves you. Somebody cares about you. You mean a lot to somebody. Um, and that's always my fear with these questions. When we get this question, it's like, is somebody looking for a justification or uh, okay, like the validation, like, well, I can go this route and I'll be okay because, God, yeah, God loves you, but God has a plan for your life. He put you in this world for a reason. You might not see it right now. God's plan takes time sometimes to, to come out and, and see where you you fit into it all but don't think that because your present circumstances is hard that your entire life is going to be that way um 
God, God's going to bring you through it. He's going to strengthen you through it. And your, your life and your testimony is going to mean so much to somebody. Um, having said that now, we have to look at this. I, and I want to be as, as I, I think we need to be as cautious as we possibly can as we talk about this. Um, when it comes to the topic of can someone go to heaven after they commit suicide, it's, it's only God knows the heart of a man or a woman for that matter. Um, when it comes to this, like what, what's going on internally. I don't want to ever give anybody the impression that it's just okay. Yeah. Um, I don't know, Zach, you want to help me <laughs> clarify that a little bit? No, I think this, like I said, this is the hardest question that we have. Um, it says, if someone of strong faith gets depressed and commits suicide, will they go to heaven? Of strong faith. Um, whenever you allow Jesus to come into your heart and to wipe you clean of your sin, right? When that decision is made, you are in God's hand. And Romans tells us that nothing can separate us from God's love. Mm-hmm. Um, the question would be, would then that decision be proof that that person nev- never had a close enough relationship with God because they did not understand that my mm-hmm. body was was created by God. It's a temple of the Holy Spirit. And to... And to you know, take that life is a sin against God's mm-hmm. spirit, mm-hmm. right? To to end that, and you know, we're we're not supposed to murder, and don't do that to yourself, yeah. right? Yeah, that's and what so it is. that's self, right? Self murder, and so that that is the question. There, does that person then, if if they make that decision, it says person of strong faith, you know, we know we can't be separated from God's love once we have once we have that being wiped clean, you know, we can enter God's presence. And in the meantime, we come depressed, life's things happens, and then we make a choice to fall away from that. Um, like you, like I said, it, it's, it's all, it's all the heart thing and it's all between that person and God. And I, I can't answer that. I, I guess it yeah. would be, um, I, I guess it could be both. Like, yeah, I mean, we, we can't, we can't sin against God in that way. And that proves that we have sins, you know, but, but Jesus can, but Jesus, you know, we repent from that. I I don't know. Yeah. That's very, very hard. I don't, I don't know. We are not as man qualified to answer and determine this. Uh, I guess, I guess the end, the end result here is advise against it. Well, obviously, yeah. well, obviously, <laughs> right. like advise that this is not the answer, right, for anyone. But know that we serve a very loving God, yeah, and he, and he knows the hearts of his people, right. And so we have to let him make that determination. So I don't know if there's a a, a satisfactory or comforting enough answer that we can give you and just be like, yes, absolutely, yeah, it's fine. No, like can't do that because we're not God. We're right. you can come up with all kinds of scenarios where like, well, he did it for a noble cause, or yeah. or maybe a scenario where he just was just wanted out, you know? Yeah. Like so that the noble cause gets to heaven, but the way out doesn't. And then like yeah. like how do how do I as man make that determination? Yeah. You we, can't, we're right? not qualified no. to make that determination. Um and so as as much as it not, might not be a comfort immediately to hear that answer, um it does speak to the fact that, man, 
in knowing God and trusting God, we know that he is good. Yeah. And he's always good. Um, and so, you know, God's not looking for reasons to cast people away from him. Right. You know, that, that's the last thing. God, God wants to drop people towards him because he loves his creation and he cares about his creation. Um, you know, in the, in, the, in the story of the, not in the parable that Zach read of Lazarus, but in a different Lazarus, the living Lazarus, when Lazarus dies, Jesus weeps in his humanity. Um, but also, you know, being 100% God and 100% man, God weeps. He sees his creation die and he cries, um, thus proving God loves his people and, you know, grieves the loss of those who those who go. Um, so in knowing that, I can't say that God would be like, get out of my sight completely, like you, that you're, you're not deserving of being in my presence for eternity since you suffered with something in this, you know, in, in your, your former, former life, you know, I can't imagine that being the case. Um, but at the same time, there is, you know, we can't just make decisions based on, we should be wise about making decisions, decisions on how we presently feel. Um, and I mean that as sensitively as I possibly can. Um, obviously, like I said at the beginning of this, if you are hurting, within yourself and you think this is your only, this is your own, the only possible outcome, I want to tell you no, there's more. There's yeah. more. And um, there's people that care about you and love you and there's help that you can get but reach out um, as hard as it might be. Okay. Um, yeah. Very good. So these other questions here, will other religions go to heaven? You only go to heaven if you have Christ's love on you. Yeah, exactly. And you, you have to be wiped clean. Yeah, and, yeah. And that allows you to enter God's presence. Yep. Right. It's 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 through Christ and Christ alone. Yep. That's it. Like it has to come through your acceptance of Him as your Savior, uh, and that's why our our job is so important as believers. We could be respectful towards other people's faiths, um, but given the opportunity, we should speak truth yep. into those oppor- into those situations when when given the chance. Like you know. Right. And that's why we have to live out our life more genuinely than, like, well, whatever. Right. Teach their own. Like, we can't have that mentality. <laughs> right. Okay. And then the last one here, we, we already answered all of these other ones. The last one, will I know my family when I die? I um, thought you covered this nicely in your book, Zach. <laughs> well, yeah, kind of. Well, I think it's from this passage here. When we looked at Jesus and Lazarus and, and the rich man, the rich man who was in hell still had conscious thought and realized what was going on and could and could recognize Lazarus in heaven. Mm-hmm. Jesus also teaches that you know, they were asked, you know, if this person, I don't know if it was the Pharisees or somebody came up and asked them. They said, okay, a person married this person, yeah, and he died, and he married this person. So he had like she, the person had like seven husbands or something. Who's she married to yes. in heaven? Yes, and and Jesus goes, no, you don't go, you don't got that right. People aren't married or given in marriage yeah. in heaven. Our commitment is to God alone, right? We're all like I think he says like the angels. We're yeah. all you know heaven spiritual beings, um, and and are in love with God, right? Yep. And, and like that that is who our devotion is towards. Um, so as far as social constructs of family, like we know them on earth, it's going to be different. In yeah, it's going to be very different for that. But yeah, will we recognize but, one another? Yeah, I would Absolutely. say we definitely would. Yeah. Um, 
what we what will we look like? You know, we're gonna have new bodies. I have and, no idea. You know, that's that's a topic for we don't have time to. I don't know if we can today. get more handsome than this. <laughs> that's you true. Know, it's <laughs> like <laughs> right. It's a joke. Yeah, definitely a joke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. Definitely, Definitely a joke. joke. Yeah, uh, but no, it can so, get better. But we recognize, I think, yeah. But you know, it's going to be so much different than our reality yes. when we get up there. We're we're not going to care. Like we're, yeah. we're going to be in the presence of God, yeah. and, and we can't fathom what that's like. And that's what the one of the things that we kind of have to wrap our minds around um, is that eternity is not going to look and feel anything like our right. present reality because eternity is forever. Right. And, and, and time doesn't work the same. So you think yeah, like there is no time, right? So the person who passes away is up in heaven and say, you eventually it's your turn to be taken up to heaven with God. And you get there and that person, you ask that person like, Hey, you know, has it been a long time? And there's like, well, no, like there's no waiting up here. No. Like we're in God's presence outside of that, that reality that yeah. of creation is in, you know, I'm just with God. It's just always. Right. It's the always. And so, you know, eternity is a crazy thing to think about. We cannot understand eternity. And try to, and, and there is, I don't think there is one satisfactory answer out there that would, that would um, make us feel like, oh, okay, that's what it's going to feel like and look like. There's just no way of knowing. We, we want to put everything in human terms. That is, that is how man operates. Right. It's like, okay, how can I understand this? How can I put heaven into my box? How can I put God into the box that I can understand it? It's like, that's no, 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 no. We're in his, we're in right. his box. <laughs> we're in his, like, we're in his reality. We're in his, you know, and when we're talking about heaven, we're talking about his eternity. Um, I just think, I just know it's going to be something far beyond what we could understand and comprehend. It's just, and it's our reward. It's, it's our, and it, when we get there, there are some things that Jesus talks about us receiving when we get there. We have new opportunities to serve him mm-hmm. and, and serve him at different levels, right? And and gain rewards in heaven. What does that look like? I don't know. But God mm-hmm. says, store your treasures in heaven, yeah. not here on earth. So all the good deeds that we do, and they don't get us into heaven, but mm-hmm. when we get to heaven, we have some sort of reward for whatever that is. See, Jesus talks about, you know, even a cup of water given in my name, I'm not going to forget, you know? Yep. Like, what does that look like? I don't know. I have no idea. But, but it's going to be awesome. Yeah. So it's going to be th- awesome. <laughs> Did we cover everything, Zach? Yeah, I think we answered all the questions. I think. Yeah, that was, a, that was a rough one, but... I, uh, I'm sweating. A little bit. A little bit. That's, I mean, not sweating in a bad way. Just, like, those are heavy questions to yeah. have to answer, and, but, and we want to be as helpful as possible. Right. And, and, so. and not... And stick to God's word because it's not helpful for us just to give you, oh, this is this is what you want to hear when it's not the truth. And so, you know, that's why we went to the Bible and, exactly. and we're reading exactly for these questions because we don't want to just give our opinion. We want to yeah. give God's, God's word God's, on, God's, on things. So. Yes, exactly. So, um, Zach. Yes. Does my dog get to go to heaven? <laughs> well, this has been Zach and Steve having <laughs> podcast. <laughs> I'm just playing. Yeah. God loves all his creatures, Stephen. God does love all of his creatures. And that's the podcast. <laughs> I'm Steve. I'm Zach. We'll see you on Tuesday. Bye-bye. Bye.